Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome back to Inside Arsenal. It is Sunday. I hope you guys are all having a very good weekend, wherever you're watching or listening to this around the world. Pretty quiet Sunday, not surprising. Slap bang in the middle of the uh, mid-season break, or whatever you want to call it, that Arsenal are currently enjoying over in Dubai. They'll be heading back on Tuesday to really start to gear up those preparations for next weekend's match against Crystal Palace. What a big, big game that is going to be. Uh, for Arsenal at the Emirates in six days' time. There's, of course, been some Premier League action over the weekend. There's more later on today. I'll discuss a little bit later on uh, Manchester City's dramatic win yesterday. Pretty worrying, that win, for uh, certainly one very big Kevin De Bruyne-shaped reason as well. So we'll discuss that a little bit later on in the show, talk about what's going on over in Dubai at the moment as Arsenal get towards the end of their uh, little training break, whatever you want to call it. over there and yeah plenty of questions and comments from you guys in as well as we sort of do this little bit of a Sunday roundup today um but we'll start with uh Borja Mayoral who I'm sure plenty of you have read and seen the transfer links between him and Arsenal they've been pretty strong in the last week or so in fact there's been a there was a report that I spoke about saying that um, Arsenal would actually bid for him there's a report that I denied as I'd heard it hadn't actually um, happened, um, but the report was out there that Arsenal had actually put a bid in for the Getafe striker. He's having a decent season over in Spain. He's been speaking about that um, and basically denies all knowledge of it. Um, he said that I think the quotes are it says it's news that has surprised me too when he was asked about the fact that Arsenal had bid for him. Uh, he said, I haven't spoken to the club or my agent. He said, I'm very focused on Getafe. Getafe on a day-to-day basis. So he's absolutely unaware of any Arsenal bid coming in for him. And as I said earlier on in my shows during the week, it's not something that I'd heard of. Um, and I would have been surprised if it was correct. They might well be looking at him. Obviously, we know that Arsenal are looking at strikers at the moment, ahead of probably a move in the summer for a forward, for a central striker. Um, and he might well be on that list. I suggest he probably is, because 
any strikers who are scoring goals at the moment are probably being looked at, but um, it never felt like one that I thought was correct. And he certainly doesn't seem to think it is as well. So um, with any sort of these links at the moment that are going on with Arsenal in the transfer window, as I keep saying, just I wouldn't, I wouldn't get too excited by um, certainly many of them that are out there at the moment. It all feels just a little bit unlikely, but we've still got a long way to go. Things can change. Of course, they can make, can potentially make a move and surprise us. But right now, certainly all indications continue to be that nothing significant is probably going to happen for Arsenal in this window. They are in the market. They are looking to see if there's something they can do. But at the moment, it looks pretty difficult unless they make a big, big sale or something like that. And a big, big bid hasn't arrived to one of the players yet. If it does, that might change their thinking. It might allow them to then move for a player that they are focusing on. But right now, it, uh, it still feels a little bit unlikely to me. And Mayoral, as he says himself, is just taking things day by day in Getafe and he's heard of no bid from Arsenal for him. Let me know what you guys think. Lots of you have been in the comments um, over the last sort of 48 hours or so talking about a lot of these links. And you're certainly far more expert than I am in some of these players. You know, Joshua Xerxes, for example, who we spoke about in the last couple of shows, including yesterday's one with Sam Deem at the Daily Telegraph, who broke the story on Friday that Arsenal were interested in Xerxes. And um, yeah, lots of you quite excited by the links. And we're, we're him and you've watched him far more than I have over in Italy and say that he's going to be, you know, he's a quality forward, lots of potential and could certainly improve and seem to be quite excited by the links. So let me know again if you're, you know, one of those guys who knows more than I do about uh, Mayoral or Xerxes in terms of their quality. But yeah, for me, I'd just uh, temper those expectations a little bit. And as as he said himself, there's uh, he's certainly not aware of it and hasn't had any contact from the club or from his agent saying that Arsenal have made a move. Arteta and Edu currently over away, over in Dubai. As you can see, if you're watching this on YouTube, you see the picture of him in, uh, in conversation during Arsenal's training session. Uh, one of Arsenal's training sessions, um, you know, the pair will be in close contact, of course, throughout this transfer window in terms of what the club can do or can't do. Um, and they will be working on it. And yeah, there's been lots of <laughs> there's been lots of talk about Arteta in the last sort of 48 hours or so after that video of him and at Salt Bay's restaurant. Oh, it's a terrible video. It really, really is. Um, not because he shouldn't be eating out or anything like that. It's just I can't stand Salt Bay. I really can't stand Salt Bay, especially after his, him at the World Cup and uh, trying to muscle in on all those photos and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, so it was, <laughs> I did cringe when I saw that video. And I'm pretty sure Arteta probably is not too happy that it uh, that it got out there. But, um, you know, look, they're all entitled to their downtime over there. That's the whole reason they're over there is to relax, is to train, obviously, but it's also to relax and enjoy some downtime. Mikel's going out with his family to have some dinner. I don't think we can really complain about that. To be honest, I think he's well within his rights to do so, even if it is a Salt Bay's restaurant, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, the two of them in conversation over in Dubai during Arsenal's training session. And you know, they are working hard. They are enjoying themselves over there. And you just hope that when they do come back on Tuesday, that they're going to be really, really refreshed, really, really ready to hit the ground running because they're going to have to be ready to hit the ground running when it comes to that Crystal Palace game next weekend. So, so important that they get back to winning ways, this little blip that they're experiencing at the moment, which I think you can still put down as a blip rather than a crisis that I've spoken about in previous videos. But if they come back from Dubai and they don't pick up results and pick up results quickly, then this blip certainly turns into a crisis and the season can go uh, downhill very, very quickly at the moment. And Arsenal can't afford to give up any more, any more um, sort of, uh, I don't know what it's called, just give up any more 
pace in the uh, in the race for the title at the moment. And um, you know, we saw with Manchester City yesterday that they're picking up now, and uh, they got a certain Kevin De Bruyne back. So Arsenal need to hit the ground running when they return. And fingers crossed they will. Marquinhos, in, since the last time I spoke to you, has now returned as we expected from his loan spell in Nantes. Um, he didn't exactly set, sort of sort of set the ground alight over there when he when he went over. Didn't play too much. They wanted to wanted to keep him for the season, but he wanted to go over and play in his tournament for Brazil, uh, which is kind of key to them to qualifying for the Olympics. Nantes didn't want that to happen. They wanted him to stay, but he wanted to go. And in the end, they were like, "Okay, right, if you're going to go, then we don't want to keep you for the second half of the season because you're going to be going away for about six weeks or whatever it is during this tournament." And in the end, Arsenal looked at it and they decided to that he could come back, that he could, could recall him. You know, lots of people said, oh, he is not the answer. He's not going to turn our season around. No one's expecting that to happen. This isn't a case of Arsenal recalling him because they want him to play over the second half of the season. It's because they just decided with nonce, looking at the whole thing, OK, let's bring him back. And uh, a decision will be taken a little bit later on in the month as to whether he goes out again. But of course, any club that does want to take him has to be aware that he's going to be going off to play him for Brazil for this tournament. So they wouldn't be available for them for a while. But yeah, I've had questions on it. People have been replying in my on Twitter and stuff like that. And why have we recalled Marquinhos? He's not ready to play for us. He's not going to make a difference. It's not because of that at all. It's because of the reasons I just explained. So uh, yeah, don't uh, don't think Arsenal brought it back to try and solve their wide issues for the uh, for the second half of the season. Okay, so yeah, a bit of a Premier League roundup now. Obviously, Chelsea winning one 0 yesterday in the West London derby against Fulham. Cole Palmer scoring again uh, from the penalty spot. Very good, isn't he? Cole Palmer uh, penalties. The more, <laughs> the more and more you look at it, you think, oh, Chelsea have done all right there, haven't they? Sort of selling Kai Havertz and uh, bringing in Cole Palmer, and that's not a dig at Kai Havertz because I hope he turns out to be a very good player for Arsenal. But Cole Palmer looks one hell of a ta- one hell of a talent. Um, of course, left by my left. Uh, sold by Manchester City, Pep Guardiola, allowing that to happen. Um, and lots of City fans, I suppose, will be looking at that, thinking, why do we do that? But, you know, sometimes you have to make tough decisions. Sometimes you have to sell these academy players. And Manchester City did it, and Cole Palmer's doing well. And judging by yesterday, City are close to getting back to their very best. Fantastic win for them at Newcastle yesterday. Looked for a long, long time like they were going to lose that game. 2-1 down, 25 minutes to go. Step forward a certain Kevin De Bruyne City been without him for a long, long time. And I think for Arsenal, for everyone who are sort of harbouring hopes of pushing Manchester City this season and wrestling that Premier League title away for them, um, would have sat there and just thought, oh, no, he's back. I certainly did. Uh, I left, I was at my mother-in-law's yesterday. And when I left, Newcastle were 2-1 up. And I got home and Man City had won 3-2. And... And I was just like, my heart sank a little bit. And then I saw who'd come on and inspired the turnaround. And it was like, oh, yeah, he's back. Brilliant. I mean, it's just, the guy is just an absolute world-class player. Absolutely no doubt about it. And, um, yeah, he showed that when he came on. Brilliant goal. The finish for that goal was so, so good. He just passed it into the net. Kind of similar, obviously, to a a different corner than what he did against Arsenal in that 4-1 at the end of last season. But just the way he just passes it into the corner, just so nonchalantly, just brilliant play. And then this pass for Oscar Bob's goal at the end. Just sensational. Brilliant from Oscar Bob as well. Fair play. Great touch. and Great little bit of skill to go around the goalkeeper. But De Bruyne's vision and his pass, just absolutely exceptional. And, you know, that is that is certainly a sort of warning shot from Manchester City to everyone else in the Premier League. I think yesterday, going and winning that game the way they did with De Bruyne being so influ- influential. You know, they've done it without Haaland as well. And you could see what it meant to Pep Guardiola afterwards, the celebrations afterwards. They knew how big a three points that was. And, um 
you know, they've had a they've had their blip as well this season, you would say Manchester City, but they're right there, right in touch and distance. And that's worrying, especially with Kevin De Bruyne back. A uh, bit more Premier League action today. Some certainly some games that Arsenal will be interested in. Of course, it's Manchester United versus Tottenham at Old Trafford Villa playing as well against Everton. I think Arsenal could finish the weekend fifth if uh, Spurs go and win at Manchester United today, which won't be nice. It won't be a very good league table to look at, but of course they would have played game uh, game more and uh, Arsenal would have the opportunity to move back above them uh, if they win against Crystal Palace next week. And let me know what your thoughts on are on Kevin De Bruyne coming back on Manchester City as well. You know, how worried are you by that, by the fact that they're still there despite having missed De Bruyne for so long and now that he's back available to them. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Moving on to some of your comments now that you've been sending in. Uh, here is one from uh, Tokroy actually talking about the City-Newcastle game. He says, look at them without Haaland being able to turn things around. De Bruyne came on. If Arsenal can bring on a player like De Bruyne, they will be able to overcome the pressure from opponents who tend to play defensively. I say the key to success lies in midfield that can control, read and provide deadly accurate passes. Players similar to De Bruyne are Kimmich, Barella. Currently, I see that Odegaard is not very quick in providing mature passes to the front. Arsenal's attacks are easy for opponents to read. Meanwhile, Man City's attacks are so sudden that the opponents do not dare to come forward. Arsenal are less effective in making fast and accurate passes. Too much reliance on attacks from the wings. The midfield was left optimal in its efforts to attack and provide passes to the front. That's what Arsenal is lacking at the moment. Yeah, look, it's easy to say Arsenal are lacking Kevin De Bruyne, but I think every single team in the world, other than Manchester City, are lacking a Kevin De Bruyne. They, don't, they aren't. The fact that De Bruyne is so special is because there aren't many players of that sort of quality. So, um, yeah. It's undoubtedly Arsenal would, it would be fantastic if Arsenal had a De Bruyne to be able to play and they would be a much better team if they had a De Bruyne, but they don't. They've got some really, really good midfield players and look, Odegaard, is in, even in this last run of form when Arsenal won, Odegaard's been their best player and he's done all that he can to try and get them to win these games. He's been let down by some of his teammates in terms of their finishing and, and things like that. So uh, I'm not going to sit here and dig out Odegaard by any means, but it's very hard to compare anyone to De Bruyne because he's that, that, that good and you look at where Odegaard is, you look at his age and you look at De Bruyne's age, you know, where will Odegaard be in six years time when he reaches you know, his peak of his powers? And he's been playing in the Premier League for this long, for as long as um, De Bruyne has, and he knows the league so well. So you can't really compare him like that as well. But uh, in, in simple terms, I get what you're saying, 100%. And um, it would be lovely to have a De Bruyne who could come on and do something like that. I do also think that Thomas Partey's absence, you know, he is one of those players who can play that type of ball that we saw De Bruyne play yesterday for Oscar Bob. You know, that, just sort of no backlift pass really where he just sees a run and makes it and makes that pass from deep and Arsenal have certainly missed that while Thomas Partey has been out injured. I've got a few comments here from Gunner72 
uh, sorry, Guna, 72. Um, a, a few of them sort of that he put together. Um, I thought the interesting one was at, at the top when he said, if it was my choice to make, I'd go for a Lise and a cash and an Eddie deal so we don't have to splash too much dough. If Arteta has wanted to beef up the midfield and asked me to choose, I would go for Amadou Nana at Everton. It's absolutely perfect for our system and would make a fierce partnership with Rice. Uh, Sam Dean, he's responding to Sam yesterday, who's still a very big Mikhail Mudrick fan and still wants uh, Arsenal to... Uh, still believes that if Arsenal signed Mudrick, that he could be a player for Arsenal and Arteta. He says that Mudrick wouldn't be a bad shout and I'm positive that he would do far better for this Arsenal team that he has at Chelsea. I, I agree with that 100%. Um, he then talks about Xerxes. He looks like a promising striker, not prolific yet. I mean, it would be a bit of a... Um, it would be a bit of a gamble. I suppose that word is the right word if Arsenal are spending that sort of money on someone like Xerxes. You're buying potential rather than star quality, rather than guaranteed proven quality. Is that the sort of thing that they need now to take them up to another level when it comes to the forwards? I think it probably is. But, um, you know, sometimes you can sign these sort of players and they can turn into those world superstars. And lastly, he says that he's not panicking at all. In terms of Elise for Eddie, look, if that is an option, if that is on the table at some point in the near future, which I don't think it would be this month, but if it is in the summer, then I 100% agree that is something that I would do. Um, I think it'd be a fantastic deal. Swap deals are so hard to actually do, though. You very, very rarely see them happen. But if that was something that Palace would entertain and that is an offer that ends up being on the table at some point, then I think Arsenal should snap their hands off for that. I think Elise is a fabulous player. I think he can provide threat um, from out wide. He can provide that sort of X-factor type player. He can do something out of nothing as well. It's something that Arsenal lack a little bit in their squad right now and he would you know, be brilliant competition and cover for Bukayo Saka as well. So 100% I agree when it comes to that. Uh, Raz Bursa, I think there is, or Raz, Raz Bussari 703 says, as crazy as this might sound, Arsenal need to be bold and get rid of a few players to bring in reinforcements. And Ketia, Yassar, Party, Cedric Suarez, Vieira, Marquinhos, Kivior, Elneny, and Nelson are either too injury prone or not contributing enough. I agree that this is because in some cases the manager is not given the minutes. We can raise 150 million from these guys to use some of them in paperweights in some deals. And it talks about needing goals. And so they're surprised Arsenal haven't gone for Garcia Stuttgart. It's obviously a good goal scorer and physical. Yeah, interesting to see where Garcia ends up, ends up over the next couple of transfer windows. Look, in terms of selling players and being ruthless, I've spoken about that recently. I think it is something they do, do need to do, but it's not as simple as that. You obviously need clubs to bid for these sort of players. And as far as I'm aware, I haven't heard of any actual bids coming in for any of these players yet. Um, you know, they were Arsenal were open selling party in the summer, last summer. No bids arrived, so they couldn't do it. You know, ESR, I've said they may as well sell now. Again, if a decent bid comes in, I think they should sell. But I've heard there's been no talks um, when it comes to ESR's future. No clubs have um, have made any offers. You know, I've seen links with Aston Villa as far as I'm aware. There's been no, no contact there between Villa and ESR or Villa and Arsenal. Um and so same same goes for a lot of the other players as well. You know, obviously Eddie and Ketia, there's been interest from Crystal Palace, but I don't think there's actually been a firm bid from Crystal Palace for Eddie and Ketia yet. So there's nothing really for Arsenal to think about. Um, so it is easy to say, just, just cash in, sell them, raise money, and then we can sign players. But you also, you need those bids to arrive. And as far as I'm aware, it hasn't quite happened yet. Here's one from Deji. He says, hi, Charles. I know you didn't agree with all my points the last time, but I've just watched a Newcastle versus City game and a young player, Oscar Bob, scored the winner. I feel Arteta, if he was Pep's position, wouldn't have brought on that young player. I agree that Mikel has improved our performances over the last three years, but to be, to be fair, he has been backed. Some of the investment made on players could have been better utilised. Certainly agree with that, but you could say that about all transfers at all clubs. Um, certainly in Manchester City, happens with them. Look, look at Phillips, for example, £50 million spent on him. For, for what? You know, sometimes transfers don't work. Uh, we could have gotten kudos and Onana for what we paid for Havertz. 
Um, I don't really understand how he just doesn't seem to want to play ESR when he played consistently two years ago. He was club top scorer. Pep played KDB straight after injury. I just feel like we are shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah, look, we, sometimes managers do shoot themselves in the foot, certainly from fans' point of view. And, you know, I've said what I've said on ESR lots of times. And I agree, you look at Kudos that, um, you know, the success he's been at West Ham and he was available, he was on the market. It certainly looks like a player that Arsenal missed out on who was readily available and they could well have signed who could have made a big, big difference for them. Um, Oscar Bob one's an interesting one. You say, I feel Arteta was in Pep's position. He wouldn't have brought on that young player. You just don't, it's, it's hard. It's like, yeah, it's an opinion, I suppose. But if Arsenal had an Oscar Bob, who's clearly talented, he's 20, remember. You look at Arsenal's youngsters, who's, Arteta's getting a bit of criticism for not playing at the moment. Most of them are like 16 or 17. You're, you're cosy, you're Dubris, you're Lewis Skelly's, you're Anieri's. They're very, very young. You know, Oscar Bob's 20s and Norway international. Um, so it's a little bit different. And if Arsenal, if Arteta had someone like Bob at that age, then he might play him. I just don't know. It's like, it's, it's hard to compare because we just don't know. You know, um, you can compare City's youngsters to Arsenal's youngsters at the moment. But what the one thing I will say was that Oscar Bob's, it was a brilliant goal. And when I have seen him play for Manchester City, he was always really, really impressed and caught the eye. And whether that's down to just being given the chance or it's because he's just an outstanding young talent and just a little bit further ahead than other youngsters who we see in and around first teams at the, the big, big clubs. But yeah, thanks for your comment, Deji. Appreciate it as always. All right, that's it for me today, everyone. Thank you very much for your time. As always, we'll be back tomorrow to do it all over again as we head into the week that Arsenal return to Premier League action. Until then, have a very good end to your weekend, everyone. I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.